Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Odyssey podcast, where every week, me and my brother truck through cinema on a quest to find the greatest film ever made. And this week, we're talking about Tootsie. The greatest film ever made. Not this movie, but I'm th- thinking, Leo, well, what could we call Tootsie as the... What quantity, what what qualifiers can we give it to call it the greatest movie ever made? Um, It has to be the greatest... That's rom-com gender bend film ever made starring probably one of the, one no, of the no, no, greatest no. gender bending performances whoa 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 no i'm saying if i gave it those qualifiers does does it hold up to that the greatest rom-com gender bend movie of all time mm, i mean that's a very specific so can, can we take one of those out of there and still have it meet that qualification greatest rom-com Okay, because you you are averse to rom-coms I at a game. I hate rom-coms. This movie was pretty good. I was into it. But mm-hmm. also, like, I didn't get that rom-com vibe from it, you know? It, Even it, though it is basically a rom-com, I didn't get that vibe, you know? Like, I, I thought it was more dramatic than that. It definitely felt a lot more like a actor struggle drama that just happened to have comedic elements to it. Yeah, and also, like... I mean, I kind of joked about it between the two of us before we started recording about it being a psychological thriller, but it is kind of like a, it's suspenseful. Somebody's got to figure it out, right? Like somebody's yeah. got to figure out that Dustin Hoffman is fu- D- Dustin fucking Hoffman and not Tootsie. Yeah. Not, not, not um, um, Dorothy. Dorothy. Uh, but, um, hey everybody. So for those who don't know what the fuck Tootsie is, cause I had no idea what the fuck this movie was about. Here's what this movie's about. Dustin Hoffman plays Michael Dorsey, and he is this fantastic actor, but has basically been blacklisted from Broadway and Hollywood and can't get work doing anything because he of Marlon Brando. He's just great at his job, but he's shitty to everyone he works with. Yeah, gets great reviews from all the critics, but kind of just shits up the production for everybody else. And then he sees an opportunity to get work and get off unemployment by... He's employed. Employed. Employed as an unemployed actor? No, he's a fucking waiter. They mention it like 30 times in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking waiter. I mean, if, I, in New York, being a waiter, might as well, you might as well be fucking employed. <laughs> yeah, basically. Him and Bill Murray, just, you know, waiting tables. But he sees an opportunity by dressing up as Dorothy Michaels and getting a job on a daytime soap where on that he falls in love with his co-star and comedy ensues. But yeah, so that's basically the movie. He also accidentally hooks up with his friend. And that becomes a whole becomes subplot. Its whole, its whole thing. Also, poor Sandy. I know she's she dumber than a bag of bricks, but I, <laughs> I love her. She's a sweet girl. She's a sweet gal. <laughs> Great actress. Yeah. I just like that she's dumber than a bag of bricks, but she's a sweet lady. <laughs> you can't be doing that to her, Michael. <laughs> right. It's one of those things where Michael... Is Michael a bad guy? Yeah, yeah I'd, say, I'd say he's a bad guy, but... He's kind of those, a scumbag. He's got a redemption arc, though. You know, he realizes the errors of his ways a little too late. Mm. Just a little too late for your taste? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, you know. You know, Sandy basically fucking hates him now, you know. he. he uh, well, it's Sandy. It's, she's a goldfish. She's going to forget in about 20 minutes. Oh, come on. <laughs> she's Bruh. Not, she, she's, she's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but she ain't that dumb. <laughs> Bruh. How many times did he blow her off with the shittiest excuses that even you would be like, I'm a little, I'm a little sus on that. 
Well, I'm I'm sus on just about anything. Exactly. Brandy, why is Sandy not sus about these things after being have wool pulled over her eyes so often she has a sweater? Maybe she, you know, it it's implied from the beginning of the movie that she already likes him. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So she she's she's holding out hope, you know. But maybe maybe he's not as bad as he seems. He is kind of as bad as he seems. He though. is kind of as bad as he seems. But he grows throughout the movie. He grows. He not for does. Sandy though. Sandy kind of gets left behind. You know? yeah. R.I.P. Sandy. Oh uh, yeah. But he does grow for uh, Jessica Lang playing um Dorothy. Uh, not Dorothy. Not Dorothy. Judy. Julie. Julie. I'm sorry. Julie <laughs> Nichols. And she's she's really good in this movie. She is. She won uh, best supporting actor at the, the only Oscars. Oscar for this movie. Yeah, nominated for ten Oscars, including best picture. What the fuck? That's a lot of nods to not get a lot of awards. Do you... I We're gonna get into that when we get a little bit deeper in, but, like, fucking ten Oscars? Are you fucking serious? Wait, who won Best Actor over Dustin Hoffman? I know we're kind of getting on a tangent here, but I need to fucking know. Best Actor? That would have been Ben Kingsley as uh, Mahatma Gandhi in Gandhi. Uh, I see. I see, yep. I mean, if it helps, this is also the year of Sophie's Choice. Holy so. shit, really? Yeah, God dude. This stiff year? Stiff That's year? A stiff year. You know, I haven't, I've never seen Gandhi. Eh, maybe we'll give it a watch. I hear nothing but good things about it, but I've also haven't heard anybody say, oh, I've watched it in the last 20 years. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. It, it might be, it might be fantastic, but... Oh, E.T. Know. came out this year, too? Yo, this is your stack. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, Tootsie was the second highest grossing movie of 1982. Number uh, one, E.T. E. Damn fucking right it was. was. Really? This movie made that much money? Made a shit ton. It was commercially and critically beloved. Everyone went out to see this movie. Everyone forked up their cash. This thing had rave reviews. Roger Ebert... Gave it four out of four stars. Said they don't make them like they used to. Really? Yeah, Roger this, Ebert. Roger Ebert's like, this is a movie with a capital M, man. You get drama. You get comedy. You get great performances. There's some chew in this. He he praised the fuck out of this film. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Because in real, like, realizing it's the second highest grossing movie of that year, I realized something about the movie. You can kind of watch this in any setting. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of can. I mean, you like, could watch it like you and the boys, you know, and you have yourself a laugh about, ah, he's dressed as a woman, you know, ah, it's kind of funny, guys, am I right? Like, uh, yeah. And then you can like watch it with your girlfriend, being like, oh, look at this nice love story, you know. You can watch it by yourself and be like, how, how do I act like this? You know, how do, how do I put on a performance like this? You know, as you know, through the lens of like an actor, right? Yeah, and even as an audience member, just like, just watching wow, the movie, watching the movie, you can even shoot themes out of it. It's like. Is this really how guys treat women and this gender flip is like, you know, femininity, just like the act putting on? And it's a very weird film. Yeah, they kind of hint towards that in the beginning when Dustin Hoffman first shows up as Dorothy on set. And they have that whole discussion about like when women get angry, they get masculine. Mm -hmm. The movie kind of whole commentary on masculinity and femininity and kind of blurring the lines between the two yeah and it also gets a little bit into yo michael are you uh you getting your rocks off doing this i like i love the scene where he's talking to his agent and uh, he's trying to explain like how everything's like been happening so far and he's like this person thinks i'm gay and this person thinks that i'm a lesbian wait 
you're gay? No, 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 no. I'm not gay. But they but think they, I'm they, they gay. think I'm gay. Wait, and I thought they, she said. I thought you said she thought you were a lesbian. No, 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 no. She thinks I'm a lesbian. But are, are you a lesbian? No, no, no. I'm straight. <laughs> or, or Dorothy's straight. <laughs> And, and that, what does that make? <laughs> that that is straight out of a Marx Brothers movie. Yeah, true. That is it. That's a lot of the comedy in this. It's just these people kind of just throwing game at each other, just like fast one-liners. Like, and sometimes it's just like, oh, it, it just cuts, and then there's just, oh, it's a gag. Yeah. You know. Also, Bill Murray just delivering every line as sarcastically as possible <laughs> is. <laughs> he Beautiful. was pretty good in this movie for basically being a background character yeah i mean he's in maybe 10 minutes of total screen time mm-hmm. and every time he opens his mouth up is you slut dorothy and you <laughs> fucking die it's so good it is it really really is also the cast in this is kind of stacked like really? we got bill murray we got dustin hoffman we got janet or uh, jessica lay lang jessica lang there you go uh, yeah, a little Freudian slip there. <laughs> whatever. Uh, then we also we also have Sidney Pollack who plays the agent and is also the director. I mean, this is a pretty solid cast of characters. Yeah, pretty decent, yeah. Watching the movie, I'm just like, man, this is just solid across the board. Yeah, it's just good. You know, it's good, solid, does everything right. You know, it's got a little bit of themes. You know, th- this movie's got it's got everything to make a nice pie. You know, it's chef's kiss i'm i'm thinking i'm pretty high on this movie now all right all right now back to the the thing before greatest movie of all time what is this the greatest at is it just good maybe the greatest rom-com maybe the greatest rom-com maybe the greatest rom-com i'm i'm kind of seeing it because it makes it doesn't give me the knee-jerk you know acid reflux reaction i normally have with rom-coms did we finally find one rom-com you enjoy have we finally found the one the one rom-com to rule them all I think we might have found the one rom-com to rule them all. The only rom-com you've ever watched you didn't cringe immediately in the opening 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did cringe once in this movie. And I, th- and I don't remember what scene, what scene was it that I cringed at. Is there anything you cringed at this movie? Honestly? I can't remember. I know I cringed at one of the scenes in this movie. Because um, they were about to do something. I was like, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I know, honestly, like, my... My thing where it's like, she just has to be really cringy for me to, like, have a reaction to it. You're able to, to watch The Office? Eh, I can watch, like, the first two seasons. After that, it gets it gets a little rough. But, like, I, my level of cringe factor is much higher than yours. Like, you were like, bruh, you said that word wrong. Cringe! Cringe! Uh, you cringe! <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know. It might have been, like, the kiss gag near the beginning of the movie. Where it's the old, where it's the... The old guy's like, he kisses every actress or guest oh, actress yeah, on the yeah. show. And he's like, well, I mean, I don't I don't know if I want to kiss him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he just lays one on her once the camera stops rolling. Uh-huh. And I just like it when they cut after, you know, Dorothy does her big monologue just to get out doing the kiss. And like, that was fantastic, marvelous. And then, you know, the guys in the background, old actor, dude's like, what happened? I'm supposed to kiss this bra. <laughs> what the happened? Are we going to redo the take? <laughs> it's, there's shit like that. And I'm like, this is, this is great. It, I think this movie is also kind of a send-up to that old-style daytime soap opera melodrama stuff. Yeah, which, definitely. Which is pretty much where every actor of probably that era really, like, got their chops. You know, you get you get a recurring role on TV, or you get a guest spot, and that's usually yeah, a you get, bulk you of a, your career. You do a season of a soap after you do theater, 
And then you try and make it in the big times, you know, yeah. in the movies on the silver screen. No offense to anybody who makes their career in soap opera. Some of them are fucking fire, but like, hey, bruh, I mean, you know, paying so, paying gigs, paying gig on a soap. You know that that is constant work. All right, you don't you don't got to worry about going hungry. You're on a soap. <laughs> yeah. Also, the soap the soap they're on. This is a tangent. Does the soap they're on look even mildly interesting? No, it's a soap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I understand it's a soap. Like, Bro, we ain't gonna a give a soap. shit. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just trying to Speaking compose... Speaking of masculine traits, not liking soap operas. Jesus. <laughs> look, look, telenovelas are... But I don't have to speak the language to look at the ladies, so... jeez. Oh, Masculinity. This is a dude podcast about dudes watching a dude dress not as a dude, dressed as a chick. This is weird. But, um... I don't know, watching that soap opera that he's trying to perform in, the only thing going through my head is, man, you again fired as soon as you went off book. He was good. He's really good. He's really good. Seth like, Stoffman's good at his job. He's fucking good at his job. He might be terrible to work with, but he's good. Actually, I have no idea how Dustin Hoffman was to work with in real life. Um, uh, from what I hear, he's kind of a rude to some people, but he was never as rude as, I guess, portrayed in this movie. Seems these. Seems these. I don't know. I will say he was great in this movie. He was really good in this movie. Really, really fucking good in this movie. Okay, so let's just talk about Dustin Hoffman. What's the best scene he has in this movie? Best scene he has in this movie. Are we going to go a little cliche, you know, where the reveal where he's kind of like losing it a little bit? And he's just stumbling over his words and, he, and it feels like he's literally coming up with this on the fucking spot. Mm-hmm. And he's he's trying to weave it together into a story that will make sense for the reveal. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty. It's like the, it's the climax of the movie. Yeah, I mean there there's a maybe one other part. And I think it's like that big farm montage. Maybe that whole farming mm. the whole the sequence whole, when they're on the farm. I mean, as a whole sequence, yeah, probably the farm. Yeah, I, that might be cheating. Like maybe single scene is. Actually, when Jessica Jessica Lang and Dustin Hoffman are in the are in the bedroom together mm-hmm. that night, and he's doing he doesn't even say anything really. He's they're just talking about like her mom and how she died, and it's just zooming in on Dustin Hoffman's face, and he's not saying anything. He's not even doing anything. But you get so much understanding of this is when he really fell in love, mm-hmm. and you see all the conflict of him being like, "What, what the fuck do I do?" And he just kind of like strokes it's her like- hair, and it's like. He's like, what am uh, I? What am I gonna do? <laughs> like that. That is like, that for me is is such great acting because it's, it's so it's so minute, it's so small, it's so accurate. Yeah, and I'm over here being like, I like the scene where everything blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, the blow up scene is fantastic. It's good. Do you like it when he takes the wig off and he just puts on an even worse Southern accent than yes, he had? It's so good. I loved it. <laughs> It's like I'm Edward Lang. Blah, 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 blah. It's it's fucking it's fucking dumb. This movie's funny. It's really funny, and there's a lot of funny bits in this movie. I don't know where do you where do you want to go with this? Because this movie has got some chew. It's got some some solid stuff. But where do you want to where do you want to lead this this boat? Where do you want to direct what about this meal? The, the peripherals of the movie. You know, let's talk about like the things we can talk about without actually talking about the movie like the cinematography the sound you know mm. things like that this is a very vibrant new york 
I really do think the sound and the and the design of the movie really makes this feel like a New York picture. Um, and that's a lot of that's coming into the sound design because you can tell a lot of it is it's built. busy, it's, it's noisy, it's busy, it's noisy. It feels like when you're at the studio and when they're outside. Oh, this is a nicer side of town, you know. Oh, it's just cabs going by. Things are a little bit calmer. But when you're over by my say Michael's apartment, it's a dirtier neighborhood. You hear yeah. like cars going. You hear sirens in the background. Maybe a helicopter or two. It, it's you know and the, the classic glass breaking far off into the distance yes of course the classic the classic um i really think like the sound design in the movie is very good um other than that i think it's subtle too it is subtle it is it's something that you catch if you're like paying attention to it and the other thing is i guess the cinematography that you pointed out um workmanlike and nothing blew my mind i feel a lot of the cinematography in the movie was very solid didn't blow my socks off is there anything that blew your socks off a little stiff but you know it it does its job type of thing yeah i mean i don't let me let me check something real quick because sydney pollock who directed this film uh he i he had been a director for at least a few movies before this um but uh, for me, looking at his filmography, a lot of it feels very yeah, work Jeremiah Johnson, he did that movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jeremiah Johnson is a fantastic movie. That yeah, is a, that is a, a Western epic. As a right? quick tangent, that movie is amazing. I fucking love that movie. Also, another Robert Redford movie, Randy. Mm-hmm. You might just love Robert Redford. He's decent. But if for me, when I watched this, it, nothing ever blew my socks off. It was very workmanlike, very maybe not journeyman. That might be a little little mean, but this guy knows how to use a camera, knows how to tell a story with it. He's not going to try and be Scorsese and do a long tracking shot through an entire apartment building to give to like dive you in. He does what's needed and does no more. Yeah, but and which is nothing wrong. It's just, eh. I mean, it helped not take away things from the performances. Yes, I think he's very giving to his actors. He lets the actors do the job. Which, all the actors do the fucking job. Well, I mean, there was some creative things with the, um, like, TV screens and whatnot in the studio. Yeah. But, like, that's not out of this world, you know? That's pretty pretty done and done by now yeah and i feel network probably has has a cemented tv screens and film oh yeah cemented cemented hard (laughs) but you know it i'm sorry i'm stumbling over my words like i'm done i'm a dustin hoffman character but (laughs) the the movie is just do you do you think he does that too much in his movies what dustin hoffman kind of kind of stumbling over his words and it's always um you know like try, trying to come up with a with a thing yes like this thing yeah like you like, know um uh, uh i'm trying to it's a t- t- tip of my tongue um uh, tuesday and just leaves yeah i don't think so it's one of those things where it's very naturalistic and i feel that's what dustin hoffman's trying to go for i feel he has a he's been he was kind of typecasted after the graduate as somebody who was a little is that how he is in the graduate uh, a little bit more played down um he's a lot quieter in the graduate here he's a lot more talky yeah but we've seen him before in all the president's men and he's basically the same basically i mean there's nuance difference but he, yeah but i mean they're he's he, playing a very similar character almost in like the the movements he makes and the way he talks when he's like worked up mm-hmm. he definitely has a style it, i think you know that's 
actually probably one of the great things about Tootsie is that he has to play somebody who's much calmer and more reserved while also still being the worked up Dustin Hoffman that we see in all these movies. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a really good benefit of the movie. It's, he's, it also shows range. He He's playing a character playing a character. Yeah. And it you can tell he's doing both of those things well at the same time. It, it's a fantastic performance. I real, It really is a thing where it kind of sucks that Ben Kingsley won for Gandhi and Dustin Hoffman didn't win for this. I don't know, I've never seen Gandhi. I know, yeah, 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 I understand, I understand, <laughs> but like... It's, it's pretty fucking good. It's really fucking good. Uh, the only other thing that's really... I th- Okay, I'm just going to say it right now. The movie is good, but nothing stands out to me as fantastic. Is that is that just In- Including me? his performance? It's really good. It's it's strong, but it's it doesn't um it doesn't resonate like Meryl Streep and Sophie's Choice. There we it, go. I was I waiting know. for it. You were. I was I was thinking about bringing it up, and then you know maybe you were gonna bring it up, but yeah, this versus Sophie because it's a whole movie centered around a stellar singular performance. Yes, and yeah, Meryl Streep is better. But Dustin Hoffman definitely shows more range. Like I think he's yeah. uh, he's doing more on the court. It's just Meryl Streep is shooting nothing but three pointers. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we're gonna make a basketball analogy, I can agree with that. You know, he he's working it. He's sweating bullets. He's going all over the place. He's he's carrying the ball back all across the court. He's carrying the fucking team. But Meryl's shooting all the buckets. Yeah, just hitting all the buckets. And it's it's a thing where this is a fantastic display of his his technique, his performance, him as him as a thespian, and also with Jessica Lange, who I think is fantastic in this movie. Really good, kind of a subtle acting to it because you're so focused on Dustin Hoffman that you kind of forget how well she's doing in the movie. Yeah, and it's a thing where she's so real, and a lot of her stuff feels kind of raw. And she's playing a more, like, stronger, more reserved kind of person. But you see that intimacy in in all of her dialogue. She's fantastic in this film. She plays the opening up to, like, a a girlfriend, to Tootsie, to um, Dustin Hoffman's character, really, really well. Being able to, like, open up and, like, pour it out, but also, like, being defensive even, plays it amazingly well. I think really the biggest the biggest compliment I can give is there's zero bad performances and every performance that is central to the film is superb. It it's not on the level of something like Twelve Angry Men, which is literally just uh, an example of the of greatest ensemble casting where there is no bad performance and every performance builds the film. Um, I. It's a film that I want to put in the top ten, just because of how strong it is, how funny it is, how well it works. But I, but you feel it's undeserving. I feel that I, I, I want to cut to the chase of this movie in terms of legacy, its impact, and, and the thing that the AFI wants to quantify these films. Well, in legacy, I mean, this movie has inspired countless actors and actresses, countless. Yes, yes, and I. It could also be pointed. It did, in fact, influence 
directly influences films later on after this. I mean, one example is Mrs. Doubtfire. I think we mentioned that. Oh, yes. Where it's literally just that taking care of the baby montage. Mrs. Doubtfire is that played out as a full movie. Yes. And I feel that that's probably... There's probably a few more films of that vein. Guy dresses up as a girl to do X thing, and it's kind of a rom-com comedy thing. And... Yeah, I the movie has impact, it has legacy. It's just, uh, I, I don't mean, know. also the the movie has more has I think more legacy in the fact that talking about um, men playing more feminine characters in film. That theme of the film is probably the most juicy part about it because we see Michael go from this kind of self-absorbed uber masculine kind of guy as, as an actor i mean in the first scene that like his birthday party maybe it's not the first scene but at his birthday party he's like hitting on like every lady there yeah and he's kind of pushy and he's you know he's playing the field and then as soon as he becomes dorothy he sees how other men treat him as seeing him as a lady and he's like my god God, I'm an asshole. Yeah, basically. You know Dustin Hoffman cried after the first day of filming? Really? Yeah, after the first day of filming as Dorothy, he went home and cried to his wife, and he's like, I've treated women like this? <laughs> I'm an asshole. Well, was everybody on set told to treat him like a like a lady? No, no, it was just like when they were doing the scenes. Because oh, the really? Because the actors have to treat him like they don't know, and he's just a woman, right? Yeah. And some of the male actors, you know, did the stuff, and he was like, Man, I'm an asshole. That was that was the whole <laughs> crux so of the movie. Great. Yeah, and I mean, also I, I like the. I want to point out real quick, you know, because like it it comes in with the with the themes of the movie. You did say just a woman right there. What do you mean? Just 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 just, a, wo- just a woman. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just a woman, just a lady, just just a, a broad, as you, you know, probably say, a dame, <laughs> a tips fedora. <laughs> But, you know, the... Well, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. I just thought it would be kind of funny to point it out, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I got a thing. But watching the movie, there is definitely tangible themes of that. Oh, it's thick. Like, the male gaze. Which is something that a lot of um, film theorists, film scholars, analyze films through. Is how men objectify women and how everything is like sexualized and how everything in film is seen through a male fantasy gaze, what have you. And this kind of analyzes it and look like reverses it once we see it through Michael and it's played for comedy, but you definitely get a sense of how uncomfortable and how kind of how wrong a lot of these interactions are. I mean, what is it? Uh, Dor- Michael almost gets um, basically raped in the apartment oh, if yeah. Bill Murray didn't Before show up. Bill Murray showed up, yeah. And the and the co-host is like, well, I mean, I was just playing the field, darling. Like, what do you want from me? Oh, goodness. And it's like, that's fucked up! That's, that's fucked how that up. shit worked in the 50s? What the fuck? But thoughts thoughts on on this movie's view of uh women and sexuality and all that stuff or femininity well i mean a a lot a lot of people you know take the lens that life can be viewed through sex right Mm. with without sex we wouldn't have life you know all that good stuff and this movie kind of like takes that lens you know and just kind of like 
really zooms it in on everything is about your sex, you know, your male or female and how you act. Are you masculine or feminine? And Dustin Hoffman's able to kind of weave his way in and out of it by playing a masculine woman being played by a feminine man? Well, Michael definitely becomes more effeminate as the film progresses. Yeah, exactly. And he points out that he definitely feels more in tune with Dorothy, and it starts to kind of mess with him. Um, It's kind of like what they say about method actors. When they get too into a role, they can't turn it off sometimes. Where he starts looking at jewelry when he's just out with Bill Murray, and he's like, oh, wouldn't that look good on me? I mean, it might be too gaudy, though. And he starts acting like Dorothy, even when he's, you not know, Dorothy. not Dorothy. And it really kind of, he transforms to being somebody more in touch with his feminine, like, side. feminine side. And Dorothy is, is basically just, well, just Dustin Hoffman, just in a dress, you know, because. Yeah, it, but the thing is that she she's a lot more motherly, you know? Yeah, she's a lot kinder. She She's far more kind she's far more um attentive uh that she's stern but reserved yeah stern but reserved she knows what she she wants she won't take you know guff from anybody and she'll stick up for herself but she's not rude about it she's a lot more even even handed about it she's a lot more level-headed where we see michael you know dustin hoffman's character and he blows up all the time he has no reservations he's He's basically trying to play the most masculine masculine you can where you're just an upfront dick to people when you, they disagree with you. You're just going to try and push your, you know... Um, yeah, like in the, when he gets his first argument with his uh, with his agent, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's just kind of like raking his agent, you know? Like being like, you know, how are you going to not give me these roles? How are you not going to give me any jobs, you know? And the agent's like, you know, because you're hard to work with. He's like, I'm hard to work with? You're telling me I'm hard to work with. I'll tell you who's hard to work with. You. You know, he's flipping everything around on him and, you know, playing the guilt tripping his agent and everything. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a stellar performance. It really is a stellar performance. It's just, we're going to roll back to, but there's not much else here. There's not much else here. I mean, don't be wrong. Like I applaud the film. You know, it's it's a movie that I think ages incredibly well. I think it's really funny. I would recommend this to people. I don't think oh, this is a, yeah. I don't think anybody this a, could watch this movie. Yeah. There's nothing in here you're gonna get angry about. Again, another PG movie. This movie's PG. This movie's actually hold up. This movie's not fucking PG. This movie's PG. What the hell there's titties in this movie? There ain't titties in this movie. Oh, Gina oh. Davis never takes her top off. See, this is PG, nineteen eighty two. The hell? But the, we get dressing room scenes here. Dressing room scenes. Never takes the top off. Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm not sure if I want my kids watching this. Huh. My God. Clutches pearls. Clutches pearls. Exact. Clutch. You know what? Do, do you think that the Clutches pearls audience would, would not like this movie? Um. You're like, maybe in the 80s. <laughs> maybe in the 80s. Like, honestly, this feels so tame now. Like, this might have been, like, transgressive or, like, pushed boundaries in 1982. But, like, I... Bro, we live in California in the year of our Lord 2022. This ain't... This ain't even batting an eye over here. Yeah, I, true. 
Bruh, like, so true. Come on. The 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 Overton window has shifted so much since then. Yeah, I, I, that's another thing because I, I don't think this movie was controversial when it came out. I mean, it made so much money; a bunch of people loved this movie. But like, even what minor controversies it had then non-existent washed, washed away to history. But this movie, I think, if it even if it, do you think this movie could come out now? Or yeah, do you, I, don't, I don't really see why not. Well, uh, it might get some backlash by having Dustin Hoffman play such a good female character. Yeah. I mean, I'm, this movie reminded me of this. I don't remember where this quote's from, but it's from some author. And he said, um, to write a good female character, you take a, a man and you remove all the responsibility from him. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's yikes, dog. <laughs> that's but, a big <laughs> but i'm saying like you know dustin hoffman's character is kind of like saying like oh you, you, so men can just play women but better oh yeah that's actually nah this movie is kind of a yikes on that on that line because it's not because i feel like you could you can look at this as like um oh, it's like a transgenderist film it's not like he's at no point has is he confused about his gender or his sexuality and no point is is michael actually confused about he gets, this quote-unquote like in touch with his feminine side at the end but he still wants to rail um, julie at the end of this movie like there's there's no if ands or buts about it yeah so like seeing this film in the lens of it's like a transgender film or or a um, lgbtq plus film that 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 don't float with me all right uh, well it but see it doesn't this, hold water it doesn't hold water but seeing this as a film that, um, people, people who look at, um, maybe somebody like, uh, oh God, what, what's, what's her name? The, the woman who, or Caitlyn Jenner, mm -hmm. who were like, wow, was only a woman for six months and became woman of the year. Like that crowd would, would turn this movie into a meme. If it came true. out this year. So true. This this would be a movie. If it came out now, it would it would turn into one of those things that would make rounds on like the Daily Wire and CNN. And it'd yes. be a, it would be a controversial film. So, some political pundit would make this their rallying cry for the news cycle. Mm-hmm. And my God, I hate the world we live in now. Because <laughs> this movie's good. I like it's this really movie. Good. It's really good. But I mean, that is kind of like, Looking at this you know, film as you, a modern viewer. Like, honestly, I don't really care about all that shit, but I do have to say, like, it's a little it's a little much in this movie that Dustin Hoffman is just kind of, like, nailing being a woman in, like, 30 seconds into it, you know? And the thing is... is and like, nobody questions it. And the other thing is, throughout the movie, this isn't like, oh, we're taking this as, like, some dudes watching a movie and we're doing their own interpretations. The people within the film point out that Dorothy... You become the most popular female character on our on our network. You have women rally behind you. They love you. You are inspiring to these women. Like they're the executives in the film are telling him this. Her this. No, it's Michael in the dress. I know. It's He's definitely Hoffman. still a him. <laughs> He's definitely a dude. And Julie's like, I wish I could be more like you. You know, and all this. This move, this movie might get canceled now. <laughs> well, if it got made in twenty, it got made this year. I mean, I'm I'm saying that it's probably valid criticism back in the eighties. Like you yeah. really gonna say Dustin Hoffman? Because 
all right, we don't get like no training montage or he just shows up and they have a smash cut and he's in a dress. Yeah, actually, yeah, that is literally how abrupt it is. He, I think he get he yells at his agent over over not getting a role and he's like, I'll show you I can get work and smash cuts to him walking through New York and drag. Yeah, and That's he's it. and he's just the the best women in soap history and like walks an hour. in, destroys the audition like a fucking champ. It gets gets a season run, gets gets picked up for the next season. Gets a year contract. A year contract. Year contract. I know people who would suck Harvey Weinstein's dick for a year contract <laughs> on a soap. Uh, there are people who did <laughs> who actually did that. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman just had to show up in a dress. And everybody's like looking up to him and being like, "Wow, I wish I could be more like you. You're such a strong woman." And I really hope people don't get a, don't get mad at this because it, it's literally the fucking movie. It is. It is the fu- like. You know, maybe maybe we can have like a big like a little big asterisk on this movie, being like, yeah, it's amazing and everything, but it is like that that is kind of like you got to suspend your disbelief that Dustin Hoffman just suddenly becomes you know the the greatest woman. Suddenly becomes Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, suddenly of becomes the daytime Meryl soaps. Yeah, like what? Like I get that he's like really good actor, but come on now. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and. <laughs> And they make a joke about it, too, about, like, the whole, like, Shakespearean era where, like, men played all the roles. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's one of those things where, yeah, I, you know what? I could give that conceit to this movie if it weren't for the fact that Dustin Hoffman cannot hide his five o'clock shadow. <laughs> there is no point in this movie where I was 100% convinced. If I walked, if I went to the bathroom and came in and this movie was in the middle right there is not a point where i would have been convinced that is not dustin hoffman in you'd dress. like lean over to me and be like who who's that character i'd be like it's dustin hoffman in dress you'd be like i knew it <laughs> yeah not a point in the entire film and they tried they tried real hard the whole point Did of the really the whole point of the big glasses in the movie if if you notice that tootsie wears these big glasses mm-hmm. the entire point was to try and soften up dustin hoffman's chiseled features and also make it so his nose looked smaller bro his nose is huge <laughs> yes yes it's one of the most distinguishing features of his face but that was a thing like they did the glasses to try and like so perspective wise it made his nose look smaller it softened his features they had him shave like four times a day to clean him up he was under heavy makeup and he still had to like clean up every three hours to clean off that five o'clock shadow how much makeup was he under where he still could grow comment on through? it in the movie yes yes uh, it's just, it's just one of those things that that astounds me watching it. We're like, really, really. I get Sandy not recognizing him, but like everyone else, I don't know, I don't know. But that that's the thing, Dean. You know, you really feel like somebody's just gonna walk into your women's only audition, try and pull wool over your eyes. <laughs> I mean, no, not really. But <sighs> no one noticed. <laughs> 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 that's the one thing you can't suspend your disbelief on a little a little bit a little bit like don't get me wrong like i i'll suspend my disbelief for about any fucking thing right and it's just one of those things like halfway through the movie and i'm like nobody nobody <laughs> well, you're, you're only saying that because you know you know i guess i guess if you were watching the movie and the only time you, and it was like through the lens of like julie from her perspective right and the only time you knew was like the big reveal maybe maybe all right again i might be ragging on the movie for unjust reasons you know 
Well, we're just trying to find something to rag on it about. Because yeah, we can't really say all that much about, like, how great it is. Because, I mean, it's good and all, but... But, but yeah. Like, this is a movie where I'm like, this is the template for every 80s rom-com and, like, to come after it. It even ends in a freeze frame. It ends in a freeze frame. I <laughs> thought that was a joke. I didn't think movies actually ended like this. Well, yeah, of course they do. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't jump. Oh, would that be great that if they jumped sick. and then it's just like the Charlie's Angels music comes <laughs> in? Uh, but, but yeah. Um, you got anything else to say or do you want to just run into the AFI? We'll just run into the AFI. I mean, this movie's good. You know, it's got some things holding it back that are kind of almost superficial and it's one of those movies that's just a little difficult to talk about because it is a comedy and it's hard to talk about comedies without just saying every joke yeah, in the movie telling you every freaking joke that happens i mean the movie's really funny yeah oh yeah like this is not a oh it's a funny movie for its time it's just a funny yeah, movie it's funny yeah. you know but this movie it's at number 69 <laughs> got him <laughs> on the list nice. <laughs> and it, it do you think it Goes what? up, down, over, out. No, it has to stay at 69. It's a commentary about... Shut the masculine. fuck up, Randy, alright? I'm, I'm completely serious on that point. Are you serious? 100%. It has to stay at 69. It has to stay at 69? Yeah, it has to stay at the sex number. At <laughs> the sex number? <laughs> uh, alright, alright. But, you know, for, for the real, okay? Up, down, over, out. Yeah, it's stays probably on, stays going off. down a couple, but not much. You, say, you think it stays in our top 10... In the next milestone. That's that's going to be a big ass because we're going to get to 40 movies watched by our next milestone. Yeah. yeah. And the, and we are uh, definitely in the camp that the list is going to change probably a lot. Yeah. Probably dramatically. I mean, it's going to be in the top quarter at that point because we'll have 40 movies watched. So 10 movies will be a quarter of the movies we've watched. Yeah. But the top quarter, the top 25% of movies we've watched so far. That's a big ask. I don't, uh, yeah, I can see this being, like, top 15, top 20. Yeah, easily, you know? easily. It's definitely going to be in the upper half. Uh, is it well, in, I mean, I hope. <laughs> is it in the masterpiece range? Is this a masterpiece film? Like, great technical achievement, just not enough to chew on. Like a, like a Night of but the Opera. A, it's got a good, well, okay, or, I'd put it around Night of the Opera, but I'm saying that it, it's not that it has, it lacks enough to chew on, all right? It's got good themes here. It's got very deep themes. I mean... The, the difference between men and women is, like, one of the deepest things rooted in our society. Yes, we debate this to this day. I mean, it's older than religion. Is it older? Actually, yeah. Well, Dean, <laughs> you have to have men and women in order to make babies. I, and, and you have to have, then, a society in order to have religion. Like, come on now. I, I, damn it, he's on to something. <laughs> All right. The only thing that came before before that is probably like food. <laughs> like no, no, no. Sustaining it, it yourself. It was light. <laughs> exactly. It was sunlight. That was before this. Um. Okay. I mean, I think this movie is probably yeah in the realm of Night at the Opera. I. It wouldn't surprise me if this was in maybe the thirties. Maybe in like the mid twenties. Mid twenties. I can definitely see this. Wait, are, are you saying, like, top 100 is going to end up in the mid-20s? No, no, no like, out of no. our 40s. Oh, out of our 40s. Yeah, uh, no, out of the top 100. 69? Okay, okay. <laughs> if, we get, if we get to the top 100 and I haven't made a concrete decision, yeah, it could be at 69, just for you. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Like, I'm, saying, I'm saying it's going to be in the teens, maybe maybe the late teens, but it's going to be in the top half. Okay. Of the 40 movies we've watched so far. All right. Or we, we'll have watched eventually yes all right but uh, stays i, I on hate the that lift. present past tense 
future bullshit. Mm. Wait till we get to a time travel movie. Yeah, we'll try and do the whole podcast where we do that. Where every other word, or every other sentence gives new <laughs> time context. We could watch, um, oh, what's that movie where they move backwards in time? Uh, oh, God. It has, um, the guy that just played Batman. What's his name? Robert Pattinson? It has Robert Pattinson in it. And, and they move, oh, 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 um, Tenet? Tenet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Tenant, but we'll um, always refer to things in the present as it was in the past and is in the current, and it'll it'll be it'll be great. It'll be just like a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, I've seen some stuff about that movie. It looks fucking cool. Apparently, the sound design of that movie shit though. Yeah, I've heard that, but I kind of feel like it shouldn't take away from the J- just watch the fucking movie. The, it's gonna the, be cool. Well, I mean, like the idea of the movie. Like I saw some clips from it, and I was like, that's fucking rad. <laughs> That's a that's, cr- that's a huge tangent though. One day, when when we uh, when we get to fifty, and we you know like fuck it, we need to cull the list. We'll uh, put, figure out some movies that should come on here. Maybe a Nolan movie or two. Yeah, we'll work on it. But yeah, um, stays on the list. Yeah, definitely stays on the list. Like I I can't see it coming off. Like, and are we gonna really? Is there even another rom com on this list above this? Yeah, I, uh, I think so. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> was that, uh, you have to get out, you have to get out the list to check. Like, come on, bro. I mean, like, I kind of, bro, like, I'm sorry. I got to, like, I'm pretty sure there's more rom-coms on this list. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. I mean, would you count, like, some like it hot as a rom-com? Oh, yeah, that's a rom-com. That's on this list. That's way above this. Oh, okay. All right. Come on, Randy. You know, you got to get to some like it hot. All some right? like it hot was, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, already seen the movie. Amazing. Great movie. Oh. Uh. Marilyn Monroe in that movie. So this is why people oh fell in love with her. God damn. <laughs> she looks better than Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie. Oh lord. Oh lord. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so... Sorry everybody, this was a meme-tastic entry. But yeah, that was that was Tootsie. It was good. Got a lot of things going for it. Just, you know, not wowing us. Not blowing our socks off. Just good, solid work by everybody involved. Yeah, just it's missing the it factor. The, the intangible it factor that two dudes sitting in a in a room on the internet in a, den. in a den talk about it doesn't have that it factor it doesn't it doesn't have the it factor that the that sunrise has which has the most it factor that sunrise is being carried but is specifically by its it factor yes but there is a there's another movie we're going to be watching next week that maybe it will have the it factor as it is made by Clint Eastwood. Oh shit. Hollywood legend. Still making movies today in his fucking 90s. He probably shouldn't. Eh, probably. I, I haven't heard anything good come out of that man in like 10 years. Don't worry, it'll be eh, fuck it. Just Although, let the old guy do it. All things fine. considered, only 10 years? Like the, the that means that he made a good movie in his 80s. Yes. <laughs> but what movie we're going to be watching next week? 1992's Unforgiven. Which, that shit was made in 92? 92. Okay. Also has Morgan Freeman in it. Hmm. Deconstructionist Western looking back on on the West. We have a lot of deconstructionist Westerns on here. But this is also the one yeah, starring what? fucking Josie Wales. When are we going to get our Western Western? Like the Western that was made in like the heart of fucking Westerns. <laughs> Where Randy wants a 1955 fucking John Ford uh, Western, alright? Yeah, like what? A, where is that? Like were, the, were all the deconstructionist Westerns just that much better? No, just all the good Westerns are way at the fucking top. No, probably because all of the the really good westerns were made in Italy and had nothing to do with American production companies. It, 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 like I I I like Stagecoach, and and the Searchers. But and granted, saying you okay. like the Searchers in twenty twenty two might get you canceled. 
Uh, I've heard that that movie's amazing. Though. Oh no, it's a masterpiece. It is literally, it is literally one of the greatest films ever made. American form, whatever. It's it's an actual. It's on the BFI too. BFI is a literal, undeniable fucking masterpiece. But it's problematic as fuck. Like really, really bad. Really problematic as fuck, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. But well, okay, but as problematic as uh, the movie that uh, was replaced by Intolerance on this list. No, no, not even fucking close. Not, 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 not even close. You're like it's problematic, but it ain't that fucking problematic. Pro- <laughs> well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> But next week, everyone, we're talking about Unforgiven. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm excited. I watched all the Dollars Trilogy not too long ago. I like me a Clint Eastwood Western. I'm always looking forward to these Westerns because I just want to get my socks blown the fuck off by a Western and be like, I'm in it now. Like, I'm I'm into these movies. Like, this is my jam. Like, I want to be in there. Because the Western is quintessential American genre filmmaking. And the only one that drew you in was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But, like, that was more just between the two of them like the characters you know like it was more about them and less about the western because it stopped being a western like halfway through the movie it became an action comedy yeah you're waiting for the iconography of the western to to pull you in yeah don't worry i think you're gonna get there eventually eventually Eventually. maybe next week maybe next week maybe next week but if you want to catch that you can join us next week uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, we are The Film Odyssey on Spotify, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. You can also find us at our YouTube channel, The Film Vault. That is The Film Vault on YouTube. You can find this podcast and a bunch of other podcasts on there. And uh, come over there and tell us how awful we are. But Randy, any last words? I said good day, sir. <laughs> you have a good week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>